For what sorts of things shall we put on our prayer lists this week? I'm sure your list is long. I'm going to add to it. For immigrants everywhere, that they experience mercy, tender care, and peace as others define their futures. I would have you add to your prayers for our friends in Jewish communities all over this country, who are again the target of hatred, of others' hatred. Bring peace, O Lord, bring peace. Along with you, I know, health care is complex. But in my heart, health care is a reflection of how we love one another. So we pray for care through the lens of love. This morning, several word, words of thanks. Thanks for singing, not just once, but twice. Awesome. Thank you, Leanne, for preaching this morning. Great to have you with us. Jeffrey for reading, for my ministry colleagues as well. And then, Thanks for Ryan, for prelude and proslude. And I can tell you this, there's a poster as you walked into chapel that announces that this Saturday at 7.30 in the evening is Ryan's organ recital. Why should you come? First, it's free. But more importantly, because it's Ryan. And for that, we support. With that, let's stand, or you stay seated. They're going to stand and sing. Here we go. Please rise. We gather as a community to know and love you. We gather as a community that strives to know and love one another. We are a community connected through your love. Grant that, O Lord, that your holy and life-giving spirit will connect us, that the barriers dividing us will give way to collaboration, that love will prevail. Let us pray. O merciful and ever-present God, you have thought to us to live life through acts of loving-kindness. At these times of uneasiness, grant us opportunities to take action and be the Good Samaritan. Help us extend the hand of friendship to others. Amen. Today's first reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. And from Hebrews chapter 13, verses one and two, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without even knowing it. Here ends the readings. 
I've been thinking about our chapel theme, known and loved, and what it feels like to be known and loved. And I've thought about different groups that I've been part of through my life. In some groups, I've definitely felt known and loved. In other groups, not so much. So why is it that sometimes I feel known and loved and other times I don't? Two examples come to my mind. I participated in a leadership program about 15 years ago called the Thrivent Leadership Program. There are about a dozen people on campus who have also participated in this program. It's a year-long program that brings together emerging leaders from Lutheran College and University campuses. My group consisted of 17 people, and we started with 10 days together in Fremont, Nebraska. There's not much excitement in Fremont, <laughs> Nebraska. So here we were, 17 people who didn't know each other, and we were thrown together for 10 very long days. At first, it was awkward. But as the days went on, we started bonding. By the end of the 10 days, I felt known and loved by these other 16 people. We couldn't wait to see each other at our next gathering six months later. And when the program ended, we got together for three reunions over the next few years where we all came together from different parts of the country to see each other and catch up. I still run into my colleagues from the Thrivent program from time to time at conferences and a warm feeling comes over me whenever I see them. I was part of another group about a dozen years earlier where I felt no love. This was my cohort for my doctoral program. I was part of a cohort of 18 people who spent three years taking classes together. We never bonded. I never got to really know these people. We never got together outside of class. And I always felt kind of cold and awkward when we were together. I heard about other cohorts from the same program in other years that did bond and did get close, but we just never did. That was 25 years ago. I've never seen one person from my cohort since I graduated. We all are from the Los Angeles area, and I really don't care to. <laughs> so why were these groups so different? Why did I feel known and loved in one group, but not in the other? I think there are two reasons. In the leadership group, we had our meals together, and we spent our late nights together getting to know each other. We confided in each other about our challenges that we were facing, and about the fears that we had about moving into leadership positions. The second difference is that we had a couple of people in the leadership group who made us all laugh. When things were getting a bit too serious, they'd make some comment that would stop us from taking ourselves so seriously. We had very extroverted people in our group who rallied us together and encouraged our bonding. So I've been thinking about how this applies to my life here today at Cal Lutheran. What does it take for us to create a community here where everyone feels known and loved? When I started at Cal Lutheran as a faculty member over 23 years ago, I remember how awkward I felt not knowing anyone. There was one person who made a big difference in me feeling known and loved in this community, and that person still works here. It was Dr. Steve Kissinger, 
who made me feel part of this community. Steve started here two years before me, so by the time I started here, he had figured everything out, and he clued me into everything. He told me which events that I should definitely attend. He filled me in on the various people on this campus, and he loved the history of this place, so he gave me all kinds of trivia about Cal Lutheran that made me feel connected. He would always invite me to go places with him on campus and to go to events with him, and he would introduce me to people as I went with him. I was truly touched because Steve built my first office. Uh, those of you who know Steve know that he's into woodworking. My first office on campus was, um, it was like a closet in one of the chicken coops. And uh, the summer before I started, Steve built a little desk at one end of the closet and he put in floor to ceiling shelves at the other end. And I was just truly touched that he would take the time out of his summer to prepare this space for me. Not everyone is as fortunate as I was to have someone reach out and connect them to the community when they started working here. As we are becoming a more diverse campus, it's even more important that we make efforts to connect our faculty, staff, and students to the campus community. We've been working with consultants over the past year to help us with uh, recruiting diverse faculty. And one of the things that the consultants did was to conduct extensive interviews with 20 of our faculty of color. What they found was that in many cases, these faculty members did not have the experience that I had. Many of our faculty of color felt, and in some cases still feel, isolated and not connected to the broader community. They don't feel known and loved. As a newly designated minority-serving institution, we need to figure out how to change this. We need to make this a place where everyone feels known and loved, especially reaching out to our underrepresented faculty, staff, and students. And that means that all of us need to figure out our role in what we can do the way that Steve did for me. We need to create an environment like I had with the leadership group, spending genuine time together where we can laugh together and be together when we need support. I've just finished reading a book that was written 20 years ago by Beverly Daniel Tatum. The title of the book is why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? I heard Dr. Tatum speak at a conference last fall and I was so moved by her comments. In this book, she writes about the need that we all have to gather with others who are supportive and who understand us. She writes that many black kids are not known and loved by their white classmates, so they congregate together when possible for support. Dr. Tatum refers to a story at the beginning of her book. Some of you may have heard this story before. It, it goes like this. A young girl was walking along a beach. To her amazement, she came upon thousands of starfish. Washed ashore by a storm, they were dying in the hot sun. The girl began to toss them back into the sea one by one. After a while, a man approached her. Little girl, he asked, why are you doing this? There are thousands of starfish on the beach. You cannot possibly hope to make a difference. The, 
girl was discouraged and dropped the starfish in her hand. But a moment later, she bent down, picked up the starfish again, and tossed it as far as she could into the sea. She turned back to the man and said, smiling brightly, I made a difference to that one. Inspired, he joined her. A crowd had gathered, and soon others joined in. Before long, there were hundreds of people tossing starfish back into the sea and calling out, I made a difference to that one. After a while, their calls subsided. The girl looked up, and to her amazement, she saw no more starfish on the beach. Each one had been tossed back into the sea. Each of us has an opportunity to make a difference, even if it's just to one other person. If we all make that effort, think of the difference that we can make to build a strong community at Cal Lutheran where everyone feels known and loved. Passionate, knowing and loving God, you have sent us into the world to be your messengers of love. You have provided us with a caring heart and a bold courage to extend a helping hand. As you reveal yourself through acts of mercy, let us follow your path. Amen. May God bless you and protect you wherever you go. May God shine his special presence upon you and you will feel it in your heart. May your vocation will make difference in other people's life. Amen.